apparently someone wants your uh, your punch keys, Jamie. Yes, uh, a new voice here at WJR, Anthony Bellino, who works with Lomas Brown at 6 o'clock. He saw our picture of our punchkis and says, please save some for him. I'm like, dude, you're at 6 o'clock. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. It's 8.19 <laughs> they, in the morning. They'll be a little, maybe a little firmer by then. <laughs> if uh, they last was yeah, my point. True, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we are, uh, we're punchki powered here yes, on, yes. on, uh, on uh, JR Morning. Delicious. And Parsons Delicious. will be here in a minute. <laughs> okay, punchkeys aside, we need to talk about gas prices. They've jumped in Michigan 26 cents from a week ago, setting a new high for 2024 at 326 per gallon for regular unleaded. Uh, let's bring in Patrick DeHaan, head of petroleum analysis for Gas Buddy. Good morning, Patrick. Good morning to you. Are you local? Do you know what punchkeys are? I, I do, okay. you know, and I'm looking at the calendar, you know, it, it's I, I'm jealous. Let's just say that. I hear you guys talking about them. Well, highly recommend. Uh, but let's talk about gas prices. Why did we see this huge jump from just a week ago? Well, this is all part and parcel, really, uh, as the BP refinery in northwest Indiana that supplies much of the Great Lakes uh, went down back on February 1st. They lost the transformer unexpectedly. And we all saw that. I think all of us saw the images there from that refinery with its massive flare stacks underway. That refinery is actually now still been shut down as a result as they sort that out. And that BP refinery can produce and turn out 10 million gallons of gasoline every single day. And the loss of it is what is pushing up wholesale prices. This is a simply economics issue where all of a sudden supply takes a massive hit and prices go up uh, as other refineries are going to start sending gasoline into the region as we start the transition to summer gasoline, which is also just a couple of weeks away. So uh hate to be the bearer of bad news, but um, your punch keys might be the best thing of the day because certainly I'm not bringing any good news. Where, where is the cheapest gas in, in uh, the metro area at this point or in the state at this point of Michigan? Well, you know, that's uh, that's something I had loaded up here. We still have a couple sub $3 stations uh, spread around Detroit, Dearborn, Madison Heights. Some of the wholesale clubs are still under 3 bucks a gallon, but right now it looks like Emmett, Michigan, two seventy nine a gallon. The Sunoco in Detroit is the fourth cheapest in the state. So uh, okay. I can't say, uh, you know, being from Michigan on the west side of the state, I, I can't say I'm familiar with where Emmett might be, but that's where the cheapest prices today. And it looks like it's somewhere in the middle section of the state. It's near I sixty nine, but a two seventy nine a gallon in Emmett today. All right, let me be let me be your rain man. Emmett is on the very tip of our mitten. It's home to Petoskey, Harbor Springs, and right there on the on the the, the northern tip of Michigan. So I guess. So we, it wouldn't be. We, we needed an excuse to go up north skiing. Let's, <laughs> you know, you, you go up there and gas up. Well, I, I, I suppose, you know, my geography in Michigan was a bit jaded, but I see the locations near 69 somewhere. And I was like, northern Michigan, I don't need an excuse to go to snowmobile. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. But, um, 69, I, I was, you know, I'm thinking that's running east-south in the state. I, I think that's actually just a little bit north of, uh, I thought it was north of Detroit. but uh, uh, 69 is. Uh, yeah, yeah, but Emmett County is is way up there. Um, we digress. Yeah, yeah so we, we, got, we just went down a geographic <laughs> rabbit hole. Um, in terms of overall domestic oil production, though, Patrick, how yeah. are we doing? Because, I mean, by my read of it, before the pandemic, we were just shy of 13 million barrels a day Mm -hmm. now we're at 13.3 that would seem to be pretty good so is this 
a supply problem in general, or is it just a localized supply uh, supply problem? Yeah, it's, it's really localized to the region that this refinery serves. As you mentioned, though, if, if, <clears throat> there's a couple projects coming online here by later this year. Uh, we'll be talking about the U.S. potentially, uh, sorry, North America producing 25% of the world's supply of crude oil between Canada and North and, and the United States. That's impressive. But yes, what we're experiencing in gas prices is not happening coast to coast. This is primarily because the outage of the BP refinery, and it's happening in Michigan, Indiana, Ohio, uh, Illinois, and Wisconsin, so the Great Lakes. But not everyone is seeing the increase, but everyone will generally start to see an increase by later this month. That's because that changeover to summer gasoline is something that starts in late February, early March, subject to getting rid of all the winter gasoline, which you may start seeing a little bit of a discount, but there's going to be some whiplash when we switch from that winter to that summer blend of gasoline. So this is the time of year that you know, we generally almost always see prices start trending actively upward uh, until April or May. Patrick, I, I got a question. You know, there are times where you're in the city of Detroit or in, in some of the suburbs surrounding Detroit, like Dearborn, where you have low gas prices. But then when you get into other suburbs, uh, Southfield, Royal Oak, uh, West Bloomfield, the, the, the gas prices are much higher. Why is there? Why is it much higher there than it is, let's say, in Detroit and, and the closer suburbs to Detroit? Well, every station may be individually owned, and they may have an agenda. They may be primary, uh, uh, located in a good prime spot. They may have a lack of competition. Their supplier may not, you know, depending on the time of day they buy, because gas prices at the wholesale level change every day as well. Mm-hmm. So. All those factors, uh, but I think primarily it's just the station. Some stations uh, are, are willing to earn less profit per gallon and make it up by selling more gasoline. And some stations, um, you know, they may have higher overhead. They may not watch the wholesale price, so they may have a higher price, and they may be okay with selling less gasoline. But that's simply a lot of that discretion um, may come down to the local retailer. Patrick, unrest in the Middle East, the problem in the Red Sea, has that affected um, oil, crude oil, and then therefore gas? Not in a significant way. Um, you know, some of those issues have, have pushed oil around uh, the Cape of Africa. Uh, transit times have gone up in some cases by several weeks. But that, you know, we're at a time of year that global oil demand tends to be a little bit weaker. So, no, the Red Sea issues haven't really had a significant impact on the price of oil. That could change uh, moving forward, especially as we get into the time of year that demand does start picking up. Uh, but that's always something to keep an eye on. I think really here at home, uh, the U.S. economy is, is really being pushed, uh, or I should say oil prices, more uh, concerned with the state of the U.S. economy. And by the way, interesting, if, if, if anyone else watches the other side of energy prices, oil, gas, natural gas, uh, the warmer than expected winter has really been a boon to natural gas. And by the way, natural gas uh, production in the United States has soared. And right. that, for that reason, natural gas is below $2 per million BTUs this morning. Um, you know, you think about Europe and, and how jealous they must be of our, our plentiful, reliable natural gas. We're uh, obviously in an election year. There's going to be talk, a lot of talk about energy policy. If we're seeing record yeah. production of crude oil domestically, if we're seeing uh, natural gas production go through the roof, does that mean the war on fossil fuels isn't, isn't going very well or that the industry has found other ways uh, to, to do well, what yeah. it needs to do? Yeah, I think to your point, I mean, a lot of a lot of this this attack 
I think is isn't materializing because the industry is, is evolving, right? Uh, for example, the the ban on on some federal lands. Well, two thirds of the oil produced in this country comes from private lands anyway. So a, a lot of this is being upplayed in the media by saying, you know, suggesting that these are going to be uh, huge uh, uh, weights on the market and that we can't uh, evolve. But we are evolving now. I will say, if the administration does change. Uh, and it goes more towards the right, while you could see production increases increase or accelerate, Mm -hmm. uh, that certainly would still take likely years of time, right? The industry can't just build new infrastructure overnight. So there still would be time, but there is more that can be done still to accelerate investment. It just really depends on, you know, whether the White House or who's in the White House would be more friendly towards allowing that infrastructure to be built or not. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see what happens in November. Patrick DeHaan, head of petroleum analysis for Gas Buddy. Thanks for waking up with us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. There is an election here in the state. In a few short weeks away, we're going to talk to a clerk about how it's going and what uh, you might see on the ballot. That's next.